0: So, okay, um, Josh, you want to come up and introduce your team, and then whatever time you have left. Thanks, Pastor. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having us here. I'll just introduce us real fast. This is Brynn; She's 21. This is Josh, um, 25. He's going to be the one who's speaking today. My name's Rachel. I'm 23. This is Riley. He's 19. Jolie, 18. And Isaac, 19 as well. Um, and we just want to thank you guys so much for having us. Um, it's an honor to get to be here. Um, now now is going to share. Thanks, Rachel. Well, yeah, I want to say thank you guys so much, too. This is such an honor and a blessing to be able to speak and to to come before you guys and even to lead this team of young people. Um, I was praying last night. and I was like, okay, God, what do I, like, what, you know, what is my thing to share? Like, I'm listening. I put on my hearing, like hearing God's voice face where you're like, tell me something. And he's like, "Uh, don't worry, I'll tell you. I'm like, no, no, I want to know now. And he's like, don't worry, I got you. I'll fill your mouth when it's uh, when it's the time to go, but uh, just a little bit of a background about us and our team—kind of a group of young people with Youth with a Mission ships. Um, our base specifically goes to isolated places where planes can't even go in. So we have a we're a ships ministry, which means we ship in medical supplies or Bibles, and we go to places like uh, Christmas Island. Um, and we go in there and, you know, not only um, give medical supplies or food, but also preach the gospel, because that's what we, what we believe in wholeheartedly. So for me, I'm, a, I'm an evangelist, which means I love going places and telling people, yeah. amen. Which means I love going places and telling people about Jesus. And we have a couple little acronyms which make it easier. One of them is SALT, start a conversation, ask questions, listen, and then tell the story, which is the gospel. And last night when I was praying, I was like, gosh, like, Lord, tell me what to say. And he's like, just listen. Like, no, that's what I do when I talk to people. I just listen. Like, how am I supposed to have, you know, this time uh, to share when I'm just a pretty good listener? I feel like uh, I was talking to Pastor Daniel. A lot of what we do when we share our faith is really listening, right? So I was told by my mom, hey, mom. That um, you have one ear on the Holy Spirit and one ear on what the person is saying. Because out of the mouth, the heart speaks. So if you're really listening, you'll be able to not only hear them, but hear their heart. And um, as we travel around, like, we kind of have this thing. It's like, am I just having a good conversation? Or when somebody walks away, are they believing that they actually had an encounter with the living God? And so when we're going out, you can say, like, are we just giving people goosebumps? Like, you know, you pray, and people are like, whoa, Holy Spirit, crazy, cool. And it kind of hurts my heart, because it's, you know, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's all God. And um, as we go around, there's so many times you pray for people, or you're sharing something, they're like, oh, so cool, it's spiritual, something happened. Oh, I feel something, the hair on the back of my neck. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool, but, you know, God, the creator of the universe, can do so much more, and what we believe in is actually transformation. When you walk in somewhere one way, that having an encounter with God, the living true God, Jesus Christ, that you walk away completely changed forever. Um, and in making that decision, it affects your life that day, but on through eternity. And uh, it's pretty crazy to go around and, and talk to people, have conversations, we built a Built a chicken coop last week. We've done, uh, gosh, built a gate. Practical ways to serve along with evangelism. And if there's anything I've learned, especially in Hawaii, if you don't come in um, from a place of giving, you're not going to be received. If you don't come in from a place of actually working and serving, um, if you just come in with uh, that black book and throw it at people, they're going to throw something back at you. (laughs) And, And with that, you know, If any of you guys know like Jimi Hendrix, right? You can hear a Jimi Hendrix guitar solo or you can hear this amazing musician. And if you see someone who's gifted, that can give you goosebumps. You can say, oh, whoa, that's amazing. Or, you know, even uh, like Whitney Houston singing, you're like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Like, what can man do? Oh, whoa, when, you know, when Jimi Hendrix played that guitar solo, blows your mind. You're like, that's so crazy, oh my gosh. And that can give you goosebumps that's cool, but what we believe in is the God who heals, the God who saves, who wants to do more than just giving you goosebumps. Because it says what, you know, if man can do this much, imagine how much more God can do. So if man can give you, um, you know, goosebumps by their talents, imagine what can happen if someone is anointed or flowing in the Holy Spirit who comes into your life, you know, actually speaks truth and love and really listens, listens to you. So as I was praying the first First verse God gave me that I'll just kind of hit on real quickly is Isaiah 61.1 says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. To me, that's a big call of what it looks like to go and to speak truth and love. We're not um, goosebump warriors. We're not feel-good friends. We're here to, you know, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness the prisoners. Um, When I was really praying and seeking God, I felt like um, today someone in here or listening online was going to be praying for a sibling who wasn't saved, someone who didn't know God, Um, someone probably... Yeah, as I was um, really praying, I felt like I was supposed to do it. So I'm sure either in here or online, there's someone who has a sibling or someone that they've really been believing for, that they've been saying, God, please break through in their life. Um, I'm not going to ask you to stand up or anything like that, but I'd ask everyone just to to join me in prayer because I I really believe God God wanted me to say it. So yeah, God, I just lift up whoever that person is, that sibling or loved one or even a child of someone in here listening online. And I pray that you would radically break through, that you would show up in only the way you can, that it wouldn't just be goosebumps or a feel-good, but that you would set this captive free, that the sin that they're trapped in or this unbelief, the blinders that are over their eyes, that you would break through right now in Jesus' name, and that they would remember at 9.45 a.m. on a Sunday morning, something shifted in their, in their life and into eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. So with that, the next verse I'm going to go to is Galatians 6.9. It says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at a proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So I don't know about you guys, but like, if you've ever started a conversation or you've ever been you know, sharing with a friend, it can be so easy to just get discouraged. Like, Have you ever tried to encourage someone who just refuses to be encouraged? it's so hard. You're like, oh, I want this for you. I want this for you. And they're like, I don't want it. You're like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like, I'm really trying. I really believe. I really believe for you. And then in this right here, it says, don't, don't become weary in doing good. Some people, you know, plant the seeds. Some people harvest. Some people water it. But I want to encourage everyone that in being a disciple, it's, sharing your faith, you know, the Great Commission, go out through all the nations. So it's a big part in my heart, but I believe that as we share our faith, it actually becomes even deeper and rooted in us. That as we speak things out loud, whether it's scripture, reading it out loud to ourselves, or just having a conversation with someone, that it drives it that much deeper in us because we have to step out in faith to be able to share. So I'd really encourage that even this week, whatever it may be, you know, friends or coworkers, God will present himself or give you an opportunity to share something very simply, you know, what your quiet time was. And it's amazing in our willingness to share is how God judges our obedience. It's not by how many lives we get saved or how many, you know, notches you get or how many people have this crazy experience. What God really desires is our willingness that when he opens the door for you, will you walk through it? And so often in our life, there's so many decisions That we make daily where maybe there's one path or another Um, and in my life I like to think about it like the thousand little yeses the thousand decisions that you make daily add up to a sum of a life that's glorifying God or you've really made an altar to yourself and it's pretty confronting when you think oh my goodness oh my goodness it's like there's thousands of decisions a day that can do that no I'm you know, I, I don't work a regular job, or I'm doing this, or I'm online, what it may be. Um, but it also says in the Word, you know, man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart, and he he knows. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. Um, sorry, my friend in the back, I think I'm going to jump because of time. But, um, yeah, let's see. So with that, right, I'm going to go to Hebrews um, 4, 16, 17, yeah? For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne, with, uh, a throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So, right, so that's Jesus. He went through everything we went through. He was tempted, he was tried, he did it all. He understands, he can empathize. And I was told once that empathy kills shame. If you're talking to someone and you can empathize, if you can put yourself, you can lower yourself to where you can speak and have a conversation, it kills shame versus transparency, which just says, oh yeah, okay, I get it, you did this. Empathy is a heart posture. And it's amazing that even Jesus himself empathizes with us and even says he intercedes on our behalf to the Father because he knows, because he was fully man. He knows everything that we went through, and um, kind of my last last bit here would be, you know, there's these the gifts of the Spirit, right? We've all heard of them, and so you can you can go and heal someone, right? You can go and pray. You can get a crazy word. You can have something awesome, um, and that's a benefit of you know stating Jesus as Lord, letting Him, you know, laying yourself down, picking up your cross. It's a benefit. It's cool. Um, You know, you also have the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, patience, all of them. You know, we've all probably heard all those, and that's cool. Like, that's a benefit. It's where the Holy Spirit is, those things will be there. They're great benefits. Um, But if those are your selling point, then someone is going to be sold on something else, too. Oh, I promise you, if you do this, everything will be great. I'm sorry, it's not the truth. (laughs) It's simply not. It's, It's not. It's a benefit. You will find patience in your life. You will find love. If you pray for someone, God will give you a word. He will anoint you as you speak. But those are all benefits. If you can talk someone into their faith, they can very easily be talked out of it. For a long time in my life, I would say, it's actually way easier to talk a Christian out of their faith than into it, because if they've been talked into it, then they're already one foot out. They're just waiting for a reason you know, I love apologetics, which is defending your faith, but if it's not anointed and if it's not through the Holy Spirit, you're really just arguing. <laughs> and as pastor is telling me, if you don't know the culture, you're probably arguing from a total wrong standing in the first place. You're just offending. Um, so with that, the reason <laughs> the reason that we give our life to Jesus is not for just the benefits of the Spirit, the fruit, or the gifts, or anything like that. I had a really conflicting day where God kind of hit me is like, if you prayed for people for the rest of your life and you never saw another person get healed, just last week, there's this awesome story of woman, we were giving out food, this woman had a knee brace on, we put her hands on, she's like, my knee feels amazing, takes her knee brace off, is like walking around, she's like, it doesn't even hurt, can I sit down? I'm like, yeah, sure, you can sit down. She sits down, she's like, oh wait, it doesn't even hurt, I don't even need to sit down. Like, awesome, like, God's alive, (laughs) sweet. And then God is like, so if you prayed for people for the rest of your life and you never saw someone get healed, would I still be enough for you? I'm like, "Whoa, okay. It's like, that's a benefit. That's an awesome thing in addition. But what does it really mean for me to be the Lord of your life? And uh, (laughs) the reason is because, (laughs) man, God is holy and pure and only good. It says no evil can be within him. And the reason isn't for the benefits. It's because you don't want to live a life of sin and offend a holy God. It's hard. It's confronting. Especially when you're young. We travel around. We're like, oh, it's crazy. It's so cool. We're doing this. We're building this. We're going, we're going, we're going. And then it's like, man, yeah, that's awesome. Live a life of service. Live Christ-like. But for, for what reason? It's because God is holy, he is good, he is only good. And we've all been born into sin. And what Jesus did was to conquer sin, death, shame, condemnation, all of it. And uh, in sharing our faith, right? Oh, man. You know, because God is love, he has to actually enforce the rules, (laughs) This one really hit me really hard um, when I was listening to, to someone share about this. But, you know, if, you, if, if someone really loves you, they'll tell you right and wrong. And the uh, Holy Spirit's actually spirit of truth and love. And uh, because of that, a lot of us believe, like, I'm a good person. So at the end of my days, when I die, God will be like, you were good. I'm good. Let's hang out for eternity. Like, I saw that you really tried and I'm good. So come on over, hang out in heaven. Oh man, that's deception. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's hit me so hard. Our goodness is nothing in comparison to God's goodness. And a life of service, or going out and helping people, if it is not f- with Christ, it says biblically, we co-labor, which means we work alongside, um, it's pretty meaningless. God is holy, pure, and only good, and a life of our goodness is nothing in comparison to his goodness. So what is the one thing that saves us? It's repentance, laying our life down, saying, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. There's many paths, but there's only one that leads to heaven, and that's through Jesus. And um, you know, when we share our faith, because you have this amazing gift, and you want to tell people, right? That's my thing, I want to tell everyone. If you you live in sin, Monday to Saturday, why would the world want what you have? Right? So you know salt. Start a conversation. Ask questions. Listen. Tell the story. But Monday to Saturday, you're doing exactly what everyone else is doing. Why would they listen to you? What authority do you have to speak? Why would the world want what you have? Why would the world want the gospel from someone who's not living it? You know, there's a verse that says, why would you, don't deceive yourselves. Don't merely read the word, do what it says. And it's so conflicting because what we believe in biblically, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is that it's transformation. It's not a dead book. It's not flat text. It will not only change your life, it will change your eternity. Chains will be broken. The blind will see. Those who are lost and far astray will, Will come home. We were working with Adult Teen Challenge. Everyone that we talked to had insane testimonies, stories of drug addiction. And if you guys know anything about Teen Challenge, they don't do a 12-step. They don't do the regular um, rehab stuff. They do Bible. <laughs> and they do a lot of Bible and a lot of service. And that's really the only way. It's God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, man... It's, uh, it's a crazy life we live, you know? Why would people want what you say and want a changed life if your life isn't changed? I'll say it again. Why would people want what you say? I'm a Christian. I'm this. I got all this. I'm excited. We're going out. It's awesome. We built a chicken coop, guys. <laughs> it's crazy. And want the change in your life. My life's been changed. I know Jesus, it's sick, man, it's crazy, it's so cool. I love it, man, I got joy, I got the fruit, I got it all, if your life isn't changed. For me, it's this conviction of don't talk about it, be about it, and it's tough, because then, oh my gosh, there's accountability, my actions matter, how I treat my team, it matters. How I talk to my, you know, my parents, my friends, It matters. And so I'd encourage everyone today to do SALT, start a conversation, ask questions, listen, tell the story, tell the gospel, tell your testimony. We overcome the world or the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It says that in Revelation. Tell them, go out, tell your friends and let Jesus transform and change your life. Because if you want to have any authority, any accountability, anything in your life. It's from the transformation of what Jesus does. And uh, yes, faith without works is dead. It says that in the Bible. But those who love him will obey his commands. So if we're rooted in love, all things will flow from that. So I just wanted to close in a prayer and just uh, lift up everyone who's listening in the congregation. So yeah, God, I just pray right now that your love would overflow over everyone hearing the sound of my voice, that your Holy Spirit would fill them up and that you would come in a radical way to transform their day and their destiny from this point to eternity, that they wouldn't just read the word, they would do what it says, that even a few weeks ago, the amazing word of repentance without change is repentance that needs to be repented of, that you would have your place in each and every person's life that you would show up and it would be undeniable the power and the love that comes from the Holy Spirit. I pray a rejuvenation and a vitality and energy over everyone who hears my voice and an excitement to go out and tell the story of the gospel and what Jesus has done in everyone's life. In Jesus' name, amen.